I had a guy come in and he wasn't even my client because his broker just walked out one day. We never saw him again. And he was pissed because his account went from a million down to like 60,000. Oh my um, God. And this dude, literally he, we walked outside. He took a swing at me. <laughs> I literally young, ducked it. Young Howie Dewey. He was athletic. Ducked it, went back in the office and our manager was hiding behind the desk. I shit you not. And every broker back then, you would leave, you'd get in, you'd handle two hours of shitty calls. Then you would go over to uh, across the street to uh, Applebee's and you would, you know, do four to six shots and three beers. And you would go back to your office and start talking to more clients with a bottle of Jack. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Hope you guys had a great week. Uh, you know, life is good. Uh, join me as always. On the ones and twos from the space station, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, man. Trying to survive this LA heat. I understand you're in up there too, right? On the hill. Uh, I mean, how? dude, you're doing way better than us. I know, I know. What what's the temperature up there right now? I mean, dude, here's how bad it is. I live in like I live in a nice place, uh, but it's got no central air. And it's on top of a hill. And like, if you walk down the stairs to get to my it's way cooler. But as you walk up, it gets hotter. I literally thought my dog had died yesterday. I was, I'm like, get up. And she's just like, I'm like, get up. She's zombified. I started freaking out. Which dog? Pollyanna. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor I girl. mean, Roger doesn't know what he's doing. He's such a queer butt. So is that, why you're, is that why you're down to 130 pounds? It's the heat? I wish, bro. I wish, man. I've been putting up some good numbers at the gym. Some good numbers. Really? Uh, joining us as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the idiot savant of <laughs> financial and stock projections. Howie Dewey. Yes, sir. Howie, how are you? Good, brother. Good. How's good. New York? Uh, it's nice. It's cool. I uh, I was up in the Adirondacks this weekend. Beautiful, cool. Um, come back to the city, it's not bad. 75 degrees. Oh, that still, must be so nice. Still smells like piss, but that's okay. I'll take fucking nice cool piss over fuck. Yeah. What cool we've had in LA hot. in the last Dana. week is insanity. How hot is it there? I must have missed this. Dana was uh working on a comedy special and she went to her car. Now I will tell you her car is black. She got into her car. It said Ooh. 122 degrees. Damn. It's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. What I are mean, you guys doing for what are you doing for water out there? Well, I mean, we're buying water at the uh water park. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Sam Sam told me that a while back, Howie, about you that you're concerned about water supplies a lot. I don't I don't get where you guys get the water out there. You don't know where we get water. Where do you get water, Howie? 
We get water from the Catskills. It hits the mountains and it trickles down the mountains, down these long aquifers, and it, I mean aqueducts, and it comes into the city. So, oh, you're talking about tap water? We get it from the sky. All the right, water. Right. All water's from the sky, Howie. All water's from the sky. Yeah. LA, LA gets it gets groundwater pumped from the local area. Uh, and then they also get water imported by the city from the Owens Valley. Yeah, because there's no rain out there. How do you get it from the sky if it doesn't rain for six it's months? It's in the ground, dude. It's it in comes the ground, down from bro. it comes down from the mountains, too. You think it's in the ground. You better hope it snows a lot this winter. <laughs> This is why Howie Dewey is pure gold. Shit's not gold. funny, man. There's Howie, no we're going there. to be in upstate New York at the end of the month. Tell us about it. Saratoga, September 30th. Oh, it's going to be wild. Two shows, 7, 930, Putnam Place, right in downtown Saratoga. Um, got a lot of people coming. It's going to be a great time. Uh, I am going to be this weekend in Dallas, actually, Plano, Texas, at the House of Comedy. Come get weird. Myself, Zane Helberg, should be fun Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Grab tickets for both of these shows at samtriplee.com. Big week, big week, lots of questions. Let's get into it. Johnny. Let's start. Let's start right now. My big I want to start right off the bat. Right are off both, the bat. Are both you guys in a fantasy football league? Well, kinda. Yeah. I'm in one for sure. And then Johnny took our fucking punch drunk one and made it in some stupid thing. I'm not the commissioner. I'm not a commissioner. We we did a uh, auction draft in our punch drunk league, which everybody wanted to do except for Sam, and it's great. Yeah, what? I'm starting to get to the. It's an auction draft where like it's my turn, I bid, and then people like try to outbid me for my own pick. I it's hate not it. your pick though. You nominate somebody. The the trick is Sam. See, you would love it if you thought about it. You want to nominate people that you think they're going to blow their money on. So like if you got Eric Oligny in your league, you want to nominate Tom Brady so he blows all his money on Tom Brady. Because he's a big Bucks fan. That's the strategy of it. I don't like it's the it. the best. I don't. I just want to pick my team and go. Well, the statistic I saw today blew my mind. And that is that over that over the next couple days, over $25 billion will be tossed into fantasy football in our country. $25 billion. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, and is that, is that counting... All the under the table shit that going down. It's an estimate of the you know professional uh, uh, fantasy football leagues, uh, you know household local towns. But I mean, there's literally millions of leagues, and I'm just doing the math. I'm in one with an old uh, buddy of mine from college, and it's two hundred fifty dollars to join the league, and there's fourteen teams, so. There's three grand, and that's just one league, and, and there's millions of them. So I can see that number's probably pretty real. $25 billion. Yeah, that's we're wild. degenerates. I mean, like, <laughs> somebody said, like, Substack, which is like a blog for, like, reporters, where it's like their, their, their Patreon, right? And you could subscribe to their blogs. I made, like, I think, like, a hundred, uh, like, I want to say, like, Three, uh, let's say 150 million, right? OnlyFans made like 3.5 billion. We are a nation of degenerates, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, I I do too. It's uh, it's a good thing. It's just you know, think about this shit. We're 
we're literally betting every week on guys that are going out and making sure their life expectancy is minus 30 years to the normal male, just <laughs> cracking skulls, uh, getting concussions so that we hope they get over a hundred yards and two TDs. Did you watch, um, did you watch, uh, um, what's the, what's the show on HBO? Um, hard knocks. Hard Knocks. You guys watch Hard Knocks with the Yeah, I'm not, I haven't seen line. the last one, but yeah, I've seen most of them. I, I love I loved that coach. Me too. But man, yeah. those helmets with the cushions on them look so stupid. So it's stupid. Unbelievable. It is like the equivalent of adults wearing a helmet riding a bike. It's just like pussification. And it just looks dumb. And I understand legally why they're doing it. And, you know, from a financial point of view, why they're doing it. But they look stupid and they need to work on a better better version of like chiclet pillows on your head. Then they look like the aliens from Mars attacks. Well, I mean, just bah, 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 bah. those things are so stupid. They already What's have helmets. What on. do they use them? They use them in practice. Yeah. yeah it, it's like the people who it's the linemen mostly who get head impacts the most. Those guys wear it. And it's like a rugby, a giant rugby helmet on top of their football helmet. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We're talking uh, about practice. We're talking about practice, dog. Practice. practice. So, yeah. So um it was it's interesting mm -hmm. watch. But you know, I mean football is a religion here. And people yeah. love it because it's great. I, I do think if they keep making it on different days, they're gonna dilute it because I think that's what baseball and NBA, that's why they don't get the numbers. Because you get everybody to show up on a Sunday to watch. That's the day we put aside for football. I also don't like the fact that Thursday nights after this weekend are going to be shown on Amazon Prime. I, I would do get ready for that. I mean, there's going to be a time where I bet you they try to get you to pay for the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, shit. that's now people might riot for that. Yeah, you can't have that, man. No, but you dude, it's, I mean, I get what you're saying, but the thing is, who can really, to me, that's better than Sunday ticket where you have to pay fucking $1,000 a season to watch every game. Otherwise, you can't watch. It's so expensive, Sunday ticket. And dude, it's I only on Saturday. Raider games in LA. They won't it's let so me watch dumb. Raiders games. It's so dumb, dude. When because I go home to North Carolina, I can't watch Braves games. They won't let, they block them out. Really? In the South, yeah. They do in New York. They, they say my team is the fucking Orioles in North Carolina. Uh, I should be watching Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I don't Nats. like it one bit, man. So stupid. Like well, I mean, no. the Dodgers are on a channel that most of Southern Cal can't get. It's ridiculous. The blackout rules are bullshit, man. I mean, they, they got rid of a lot of the blackout rules. I mean, like, they locally, they were... They struck down that like, if you don't sell out, you can't watch your local game, which is the most ridiculous rule ever. That ever. was the worst. I, remember I can't believe days. it ran for as long as it did. Me I either. mean, like, what are you talking? No wonder the owners, man. didn't have fan bases because they couldn't watch bad teams. That was ridiculous. Tell you how much power the owners had. Crazy, dude. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, like, I know we're not getting prediction, but DraftKings, like. You're going to see that money about that place explode because bets are coming in now. People well, are we keep playing. hearing that. Where's the price now? Let's see. FanDuel bet came. I it's mean, DraftKings draft draft is at fifteen sixty eight, which has just been bobbing around that 15 range uh, for. No, I, 
I think it's probably a good buy, but there's one thing you got to consider, and that's this. Look, they passed it in New York, and they're doing billions of dollars in sales. Only one little problem. In New Jersey, the state takes 20% of all of that of the sales that DraftKings does. In New York State, it's 50. Half. 50? I don't know how that is acceptable for anybody. I guess it's like half of something is better than all of nothing. That's what I mean. Like, what else are we going to do? I mean, we're going to make 50% more than we normally would. But to me, I don't know why anybody would be okay with that. That's got to just hit you in the profits right from the get go. I mean, 50%. 50%. I mean, that's the state of New York, though. It doesn't surprise me. They're like, you want to, you want gambling to be legal? Give us half. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, we got a measure out here. Johnny, I don't know if you've been watching this, but Prop 26 and 27. Is that with the gambling, the casinos, the Indian casinos? Well, they've they've tied some homeless stuff to it as well. It's like oh, really? super weird, right? And I don't know which one's which, but one of them is basically they'll allow DraftKings in and then I think another one is that will make hotels have to put homeless people in their hotels. Well, I know, but I thought those were separate. I didn't know those were the same thing. That's... No, no, no. But I think they're no. The bills are on the same. They're like competing bills. Oh, gotcha. 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 Okay. Will you look that up? Prop 2627 on California. I mean, like I want to do daily teams because I think I'll do well in basketball. Um, but. Uh, not at the expense of making these hotels have to put homeless people in their in their hotels. This is going to destroy these businesses. They're doing and, that in New York, though. I mean, New York, uh, they certain hotels are are now homeless. Yeah, if they're, if they're there's a lot. You know, I used to do drugs in shady hotels. You want to go to those hotels? I'm fine with that. And those land those landlords will gladly do that. They just want to. I mean, these things are, are like prisons. These yeah. prison cells, so they don't care. But you know, to make to make the fucking the W, which is a luxury hotel. I can't see that happening. The London, the, thing- the London, right down the on uh, Sunset, ain't gonna be bringing homeless people in there. Yeah, they shouldn't. And that's something against homeless because I want to help the homeless. But yeah. that destroys a business. And a lot of this, Howie, is about destroying local businesses so these giant corporations can buy them out like this thing with and i've talked about this on my other podcast but you know this this um this uh rent embark what's it called johnny rent and uh where, where the they can't evict anybody oh yeah see eviction em, eviction embargo yeah oh the embargo was a word i thought that was only be was involved with like trade and goods but the eviction embargo, okay, uh, basically says these guys can't get rid of these these tenants that aren't paying. Well, guess what? When these tenants don't pay, they can't afford to pay their mortgage, which means they have to sell, you know, or default. And then guess who comes in and buys it all up? These giant. Oh, you're, you're thinking of moratorium is probably the word you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah moratorium. So. That's my whole thing. So, but yeah, Sam. So I looked up those bills. Now, one of them is tied to homelessness, but it's not the hotel thing. The hotel thing is just an LA city thing. Okay. Prop twenty-seven is it allows mobile sports wagering off tribal lands, and then it also provides funding to some cities and local entities and tribes to help them address homelessness. 
And then so Prop 26 allows in-person roulette, dice games, sports wagering on tribal lands. So I I, I don't know. Well, are they maybe. competing bills or can I vote for both? I mean, they're both going to be up. So I, I don't know. I mean, dude, I'd have to read this for 10 minutes. I, well, because I, there's some of them that are trying to say because DraftKings is trying to allow you to do daily fantasy because you can't do that right now in California. You can in New York. Yeah, you can't do it. So I have this thing right here where it's like a DraftKings. It's it's some program on my computer that tells DraftKings where I live. So they to allow me, to, if, if I yeah. can or cannot do these daily fantasy things. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that in California, I could steal $1,000 from CVS, but I can't do daily fantasy. I think 27 is your yes. Prop, prop 26, it says, would legalize sports betting at Native American gaming casinos and racetracks. So you could go to Indian casinos and do sports gambling. Oh, and, and, these assholes! And then Prop 27 would legalize online and mobile sports games. Oh, my God. What? These, these Native Americans can suck a dick, bro. And they're like, hey, man, let's do this here, but you can't do it over there. Go fuck yourself. I, dude, hey, I hate what we did to the indigenous, but that's some bullshit right there, dude. That's but, some bullshit right there. So Johnny, I'm going to vote yes on both. I'm voting but, yes on both. Holy shit. They're like, hey, let's do sports betting, but don't let these guys do sports betting. That's re that's insanity, dude. That is insanity. That is yeah, so well, fuck you guys. What'll happen though, for you, but fuck you guys. What'll happen is California will end up passing this shit. Yeah, for sure. Because they need money. They need money. They need tax rate. Look, do what New York did. Pass it through. Take half. Take Johnny, half. Do we need money? I think California has a surplus, if I'm wrong, that they're spending on stupid stuff like a billion dollars in mass from fucking China, you piece of shit, Governor Newsom. <laughs> Uh yeah, California has a big budget surplus, according Jesus. to this. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're taxing the shit out of us, bro. Yeah. We better yeah. have a budget. <laughs> That's why I'm like, fix this homeless thing. That's what the money's for. Yeah, uh, build anyway. shelters. And this Buy says, yeah, it, bags. sorry, go ahead. Buy a bunch of sleeping bags, man. Buy like, you know, a hundred thousand sleeping bags and just drop them out of airplanes. That that's a help. I got hey, ideas. Got, hey. You got my vote. I mean, we could drive around just hand them to them, but I feel like dropping them out of airplanes will be a lot more effective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Drop, you know, you get a sleeping bag and a bag of granola. I don't know. That's <laughs> my biggest thing, dude. Uh, I don't – listen, man. I don't know what you do with these. I don't know what – I mean, like, dude, it's a hard life when you fall through the cracks and nobody's there to help you up. It's a real hard life. Uh, and a lot of that is what's going on with these homeless people born to a world where nobody cares. And uh, so I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I mean, if tents, if you want to give them tents, I'm fine. All the junk needs to go. It just needs to go. I don't need a junkyard on the sidewalk. It's sorry. You want to play stay? I totally understand that. You and your tweaker fucking junkyard got to go. Hey, I love to do tweak too. That was fun. It was a great time in my life. I fucked up. It was so much fun. I fucked my life up. Okay. But guess what? You know, it's not all about you. Okay. And you got to get rid of the 47 bikes you've stolen. Okay. Get rid of that. <laughs> right. I mean, like you see, guys got 20 bikes. Nobody buys crazy. 20 bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Go you, in there, you, take you, them. Okay, you couldn't afford a house, but you bought 25 bikes. Come yeah, on. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, dude. So we'll see what happens, dude. 
Times are tough. There's a recession, fuel is through the roof, food prices are insane, and people have started to lose their homes. But there can be a huge positive to this because recessions are where more wealth is made than in any other time in the economic cycle. Take the last recession. Those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money in two years. But no market rose like crypto where people made 10, 50, even 100x over the same period. That's what James McMahon did. On his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins that he did. Had you invested $100 in each of those coins, you'd have been in profit more than $123,000. His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692 times. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his Copy My Crypto membership site. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply copy along. So to join the 2,800 members who copy James, go to copymycrypto.com slash Sam. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash S-A-M. It's your call. You can thrive in this recession or be another victim. Go to the site and read every word. What else is going on, Johnny? Well, we uh, we want to talk about the guy who jumped off the Jenga Tower from Bed Bath & Beyond. So before we start with that, two weeks ago on this show, the three of us talked about what a shitty store BBA or uh, Bed Bath & Beyond was. And, you know, Sam was like, nah, they sell butt plugs. You ever go in there? And I said, it's the worst fucking store in the world. It, it, and, you know, because we had I had questions from readers. How do you think I should buy uh, BBBY? Because it's at 24, 25 bucks a share. Um, stock's trading under $7 today. And it must be something bad must be going on with the books because the CFO uh, did a backflip off the 18th floor down the street in the Jenga Tower in New York City. Um, and you don't recover from 18 floors. Uh, I live on the sixth floor. Uh, if I jumped off the sixth floor, there's no way in hell I'm going to make it. It's a hike down there. That's a three-second drop off the sixth floor. This dude did eight. You fall down the stairs, Howie, you're done. I would be. I'd be I, I'm, I'm getting brittle. But this dude, this dude, 18 floors. What's I feel horrible because the guy's wife was there, his daughters, and they didn't expect anything. He was just talking. All of a sudden, just went pew, nosedive. Um, definitely didn't think he could fly. He didn't make it. Dude, I that think is first, so crazy. That it is. is so crazy, dude. It is. And you know what? You know, you you look at this, and the guy jumped. Something tells me. I don't know. There could be some guilt there. This is a guy that knows what's going on with the books. But, is but isn't it they manipulate markets? I mean, he knows how much money they truly have. He knows whether or not they're going bankrupt. But I, I thought it had to do, Johnny, can you look this up? I thought it had to do with him manipulating uh, markets or prices in order to try to bank a bunch of cash. Game Am I wrong on that? No, that's probably I think that's what it was, and then it blew up in all their faces, and and that and they got caught. Like two of the people arrested, like lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
Well, it's not not manipulating markets. It's manipulating numbers so that when analysts from Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, whatever, come in and they want to know, look, what are your sales? What are your gross margins? Uh, what are you what are your numbers going forward? Your your growth? Uh, they want to be able to look at those books, see the numbers and see that they're, they're legit. So I, evidently this guy and someone else were probably falsifying these numbers inflating them making them look great uh which you know underneath it this company's going bankrupt i mean we knew you knew it this thing's a piece of shit but, also apparently they just had non-stop stock buybacks they kept putting money back in the company by and then building stores at the same time is what this says every I mean, now and bad then business. A stock, yeah stock buybacks is, is good every now and then but yeah you can't be doing that shit i mean over and over um someone's gonna catch on but don't be surprised now if you see this stock go to zero. I mean, zero. It's six, yeah, it's a six and change. Look, this this reminds me of WorldCom, uh, and uh, the big energy company Enron down in Texas. Uh, this reminds me of that when those those stocks. Really? I remember when the stock went from twenty four to ten, and we had the analysts come in our office, and everybody was like, "This has got to be a great buy at ten. And he said, do not buy it. Whatever you have, sell it today. That's what Damn. he told us. Uh, two weeks later, it was at $2. And a month later, it was at $0.03. Cents. So what? Uh, at what point do they get delisted? What do you have to do to get delisted, Howie? How does that work? Usually once it gets down near a buck or under a buck. It, it really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No saving it, though, you think, at this point? I don't think. I think it's <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond. I mean... Here's They're the thing, trouble. man. Here's the thing. Uh, something's going on because even Amazon stock is down, right? So where are people buying shit? Maybe people aren't buying anything. I don't know, oh, man. No, it's we're in a correction. I mean, look, uh, Johnny will tell you, we, you know, I called puts on the spy three weeks ago when things were too high. And I said, no, this is not going to keep going. We're going the other direction. Shit. We're down, I think, 15, almost 20% from then. Um Things are the, the NASDAQ was down seven straight days today. Today's the seventh straight day it's been down. Uh, which actually that's a good sign, man. That's a good sign. It's not gonna go down every day. It's due for a bounce back here. So I think it's we're just gonna see a lot of volatility up until December, possibly January, uh, until they level out these interest rates. Um, you know, now, like Sam's talking about something's going on. Yeah, you got China just locked down 60 million people out of nowhere. Um, China's in China is in deep shit. And I mean, there, there's people that make you want to believe all everything coming out of China is um, is just, uh, you know, in military industrial complex propaganda, which could be true. But there's a bunch of people saying that their economy is in deep shit. Right now, yeah, they have too many lockdowns. Too, they have they have problems. Uh, you know, there's three. I think there's three areas that are in deep shit. I mean, I think Europe is is in deep deep shit. Europe is in trouble. They don't even know what is coming. I mean, what's going to be coming is us shipping natural gas to them all winter so they can turn on their lights, because yeah. Russia shut them down today. Russia yeah, said Russia. You know, now Russia shut, them, shut down. them down. But if you think about this for a second. If they get through this winter, which they will, we'll ship gas to them. They're going to get gas from Norway. Uh, and after this winter, 
tell you what, Russia, fuck, this guy Putin's a fucking retard. I mean, in the long term, when we don't, when nobody stops using their gas, what's Russia going to do? That's going to be a third world country. They, well, dude, I, I even saw today that like J.P. Morgan is making plans for moving their employees in the continent on the continent to maybe the U.K. or to Wall Street, even their their European branches because of but the potential for blackouts. They're planning for blackouts over there, which yeah. that tells you once J.P. Morgan is admitting that, like, hey, we got to make plans. That's that's when, you know, they're fucked. Oh, yeah. I mean, they but, are. But they're they're, we just talked about this on Conspiracy Social Club today. Like somebody put out this meme that broke down the price of stuff in Europe is skyrocketing. While the the price of stuff in Russia is going down, and then I, I just think this Ukraine shit is just wag the dog, dude. I just well, really do believe that. Look at the all you gotta do is look what happened today. The dollar, I want to say the dollar hit an all time high today, which I don't know how, but it's how it's, is that happening? It's the strongest it's ever been. It's like gone so far by the euro. Um, the dollar strong. It's real. It's it's actually too strong right now. Um, but you got the dollar eye. Russia's cutting off gas. Uh, we'll be shipping gas over. Which look, this brings me to the next thing. If you're paying attention here, put some money into XLE. Put some money into OIH. You want to be buying oil and energy when you see this on the horizon because these things are going to go up. There's always a way to benefit. You know, someone's someone can't feed their family. They're freezing over there in Europe. That's okay. We got to make money <laughs> off of that. That's the important thing, man. I mean, look, we'll get them that natural gas. Family has five kids. Let's say three of them make it. Two don't. Uh, we're still going to bank on XLE. We're going to bank on OIH. That's what it's all about. It's about banking fast. You're, you're retarded. <laughs> That's so funny. So um, speaking, speaking of retarded, let's. Uh, what's the deal? You see crypto's just tanking again. Yeah, I, I mean, someone's just telling me that's the game plan to tank it even more. Again, it's volatile. We'll see. Uh, I haven't invested in crypto in months, bro. It's been a long time. I'm sitting out. We're seeing what's going on. It's Again, I'll say the same thing I always say. If their goal is to get us on digital currency, destroying digital currency doesn't seem like the strong way to do it. I could be wrong, you know. I, I think these guys are all about pain and suffering right now. So we'll see what happens. Well, does it surprise you though, Sam? I mean, you talked about it for months and months. If if Celsius goes under and fucks steps people on their money, it's gonna affect what people think about crypto. And I to me, this I, I is agree. just this yeah. is what's going on there. Also, there's a lot of uncertainty around the merge, the Ethereum merge. I think a lot of people are waiting, just kind of riding that out, waiting until that happens to kind of see what effect that has. And I, you know, the crypto community. Hasn't done enough to make crypto more usable in everyday life. And until they do that, until they do that, it's going to be impossible to get crypto to ever stay up because people are always going to sell for fiat money until you can make it. So, hey, I can pay this in dollars or Shibu Inu. OK, it's just there's no everyone's going to be constantly selling their crypto for uh Beyond money. It's just the way it is. Bitcoin's below 19,000 right now. Well, this one guy, H.A. Goodman, was saying this for a while, then he stopped, but he's saying it's going to 10. We'll see, dude. Damn, 189. Shit, 18, 9, yeah. 11 right now. Yeah. It could. That's well, rough. I mean, Russia, I think this is kind of crazy. 
Russia has adopted Bitcoin as a leg- uh, a currency, right? I'm not in terms of they didn't get rid of the ruble, but you can now you they recognize it, right? Isn't that what happened, Johnny? They've agreed to legalize crypto for certain cross-border payments is what they're saying. That's what that's what I've read here. Since the Russian ruble is the only current form of legal tender in the nation, the Bank of Russia has been wary of the idea of cryptocurrency payments, but now they're finally coming around. Uh, this, is, this says, according to reports, the Bank of Russia, the nation's central bank, has acknowledged that given the geopolitical climate at the moment, cross-border crypto transfers are unavoidable. So I, I think it's because so many countries aren't letting people pay with the ruble, you know, uh, because of the war over there. They're saying, all right, if you want to get money out of the country or put money in the country via crypto, we're going to allow that for the time being. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's a, this that's what happens, a big... though. If you when you try to lock down a country like this in the modern economy, it's just a series of, you know, pressure release valves. And the pressure release valve in this instance is going to be crypto. I think the money's just going to come out there. I concur, man. And I think that's a big problem China's facing right now. I think China is trying to go against the laws of the universe. I know it sounds weird, but they're not allowing people to flourish. They're not spreading love. They're putting fucking government above people. They're forcing people to go into jobs they don't necessarily like. And, you know, we get a lot of shit on this show. I've had people hit me up going, you guys don't know China. And I've had my, my web guy was in China for a very long time. And he goes, there's a big misconception. But something is happening over there. And you have that many people and you're trying to control them. It's, it's just impossible, man. It's just impossible. And that's my humble opinion. They'll be shipping gas to China in a, in a few years. Um, I mean, they'll be chip, shipping gas to Russia in a few years. But look, we got an energy crisis over there in Europe right now. It's going to be and you got to you got to benefit. You got to benefit. You buy XLE. You buy OAH. My boy, Jacob Weinstein out in fucking Coney Island. Call me today. So what do you think about XLE? I said, jump in, baby. You know, there's going to be an energy prices crisis. Um, you got to do it. You got to buy OIH. You got to buy Exxon. You got to okay, buy. So, these. what are the ones you think people should buy? Yeah, I, I mean, XLE, OIH, uh, Exxon, which is XOM. You got to love these things, man. These are oil companies, energy companies. They're going to be shipping shit over there. You know, they're going to be raising their prices. Um, and that's where you benefit because the stock, the XLE, I think it's at 78, 79. That's probably going to hit 100. It's a beautiful also- thing to take advantage of shitty situations, man. <laughs> hey, everybody, if you're anything like us, you have a tendency to put things off until the very last minute. And while most of the time that works out, the one thing in life you really can't afford to wait on is setting up term coverage life insurance. You've probably seen life insurance commercials on TV and thought, yeah, I'll look into that later. But this isn't something you can wait on. Choose life insurance through Ladder today. Ladder is 100% digital. That means no doctors, no needles, no paperwork when you apply for $3 million in coverage or less. Just answer a few questions about your health and an application. Ladder's customers rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot. 
and they made Forbes Best Life Insurance 2021 list. You just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. There are no hidden fees. Cancel any time. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long, proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A-plus by AM Best. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to cross it off your list. So head over to ladderlife.com slash cash today to see if you are instantly approved. That's ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, life.com slash cash, ladderlife.com slash cash. Uh, we've also got a big Apple event tomorrow. Uh, what, what do you think? There are going to be four new iPhones. It's the big iPhone, the annual iPhone event. They're thinking new Apple Watch. Maybe a new Apple Watch is more fitness-focused to compete with Garmin, which has had a lot of success with their fitness-focused watch. Um, they're re- releasing the new iOS, and then maybe a new uh, set of AirPods. What do these events like this usually do for Apple stock price? How is this a good time to get in before the event, or is that already priced in probably? Yeah, I, I mean... Hopefully, any news will pump it a little bit because Apple's gone from 172 down to, where is it, 150 in, in the last seven days? Um, and it was funny because I, I had people asking me, yeah. I had people asking me two weeks, what do you think about, you know, buying puts on Apple? Or is that? And I said, I think it's probably a good idea. It's too high, probably going to go down. And, you know, Apple and uh, Microsoft are 12% of the whole entire uh, S&P the whole entire entire market. So when those things tank, the market tanks. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Too Microsoft and Apple are 12% of the whole entire S&P. Think about that. Two, two companies. Anything yep. other stores or do we want to get uh, some points? Well, yeah, I mean, just the one, there are a couple of events coming up. Like Meta has a October 11 event where they're going to have a new VR headset. What, what, uh, what do you think about Meta right here at this price, Ali? Well, I want to say something real quick. So again, we calls on it today on the um, conspiracy social club today. But you know, so Apple has been threatening, and Johnny, you can jump in if you have any information on this. Apple has been threatening Facebook about their data that they give away or their mining and stuff like that. Apple, on the appearance, doesn't seem to like that. Johnny said this before, that Apple is really prides itself on um, privacy, even though they had that giant leak, they said. Well, to be I'm clear, sure. I'm not I'm not saying that like they're doing it because they have. Johnny loves about... Apple. He's always. No, like, I, I do love Apple. I'm saying they're doing it because it's a marketing angle. You know what I mean? And and for them, they have to kind of that's why it's not because they have these strong convictions and they love, you know, they love their their uh, customers. But it, it's it's a marketing angle that sells right now. Privacy. No, I get it. I get it. So so they have and Johnny's talked about this before. There's kind of a feud between Apple and Facebook uh, and Apple's threatened to take take Facebook off the Apple store. And which would devastate Facebook. So what Facebook is attempting to do, according to people, uh, t- according to somebody I talked to, is try and create a mechanism that's outside of cell phones. So they don't have to rely on cell phones. So they don't have to rely on Apple or Google phones for business. They can create their own apparatus 
outside of it. So what this meeting that they're about to have is is that. That's what they're trying to create something outside of cell phones. That would be interesting, man. I mean, I, I know me personally, I'm waiting for the new iPhone. I mean, I haven't upgraded because the, the 15 is supposed to be the shit. So um and I think I want to say it comes out in what a couple of weeks, right, Johnny? Yeah, they'll probably they'll announce it gets announced tomorrow and they'll probably do pre pre-orders probably the end of the week or the end of the next week, and then you can get it the following week, probably. So yeah, about two weeks, I would guess. But yeah, meta. Meta, look, we made money on Meta last week. We sold. We bought it at 159, sold it at 167. Uh, those calls were like we made 30, 40%. We made money on Morgan Stanley last week. Oh, uh, that was a nice banger. That was a 50, 50, 60% banger. But Meta, we went back in, bought calls today. Why not buy calls when the Nasdaq's down seven days in a row? I mean, you're gonna get a bounce here somewhere. So we went in, we bought some meta calls. It was at 158. Um feeling good about it feeling good okay all right we got three quick questions that we'll do here from uh listeners readers um one and this is from timothy here this is from uh actually an email question uh timothy asks howie what was your day-to-day like when you worked in on wall street like what was i I guess he means like what was your what was your like a sketch like a (laughs) from prostitutes it was listen man you could write a book on it like you know, for the first two years, things were cranky. You'd get to the office at seven in the morning. You'd start calling businesses, trying to drum up business. You're making three, four hundred calls every single day. Damn. Um, I knew guys. My brother was one. He would have two phones. My brother would have two phones like this, dialing, dialing, <laughs> dialing, dialing, dialing. Um, but yeah, you were on the phone all day long. You were getting people invested in, you know, a lot of technology and shit because that's what was cranking. Um, the problem was when the market crashed, we went to a two year beer pair market, 2000 to 2002, almost 2003. And here's how that changed. That changed where, you know, across the country, people were walking into brokerages and just that's where the mass shooting started. Um, had one in Atlanta. Some guy went in and just lit the place up. Uh, so we had two ladies at the front behind what we call the Chinese wall. And when somebody came in pissed, they would alert everybody. I had a guy come in and he wasn't even my client because his broker just walked out one day. We never saw him again. Um, And he came in and he was pissed because his account went from a million down to like 60,000. Oh, my Um, God. And this dude literally, he he we walked outside. He took a swing at me. And uh <laughs> and this I was literally young, ducked this was it. young Howie Dewey, he was athletic, ducked it, went back in the office, and our manager was hiding behind the desk. I shit you not. And every broker back then, you would leave, you'd get in, you'd handle two hours of shitty calls, just abuse, and then you would go over to uh across the street to uh Applebee's. And you would, you know, do four to six shots and three beers. And you would go back to your office and start talking to more clients with a bottle of Jack. Um, And that's what you did. It was just brutal, man. Uh, And that was that bear market. So, look, man, to get in the business, I wouldn't suggest it on anyone. Um, There's just a lot of pressures for you to buy and sell certain things that maybe sometimes aren't the best investment. That's why I like the Patreon. I don't, you know, I'm not getting paid any commission. I'm, you know, telling everybody exactly what I'm doing. Uh, 
So it's a tough life, man. Being a broker, like Sam says, a lot of alcohol, a lot of cocaine, a lot of uh, other things. Uh, doesn't it's not going to make for a lasting marriage, happy marriage. <laughs> but that's what it was, man. It was wild, wild time, no doubt about it. Raj asks, "What's the easiest way to invest in foreign companies that are traded on foreign exchanges?" Uh, I mean, try to talk to a broker that has access to that exchange. A lot of them are on pink sheets. I know my dad bought Luff, Lufkin Coffee on pink sheets, which is a Chinese coffee company, which is it's gone from like 10 to 17. So, Howie, can you explain that? So is that that Lufkin Coffee? Is that is that it's tr it's traded on an exchange just in a different country? It's an exchange listed yes. uh, company. And you got to go through some hoops to buy it. OK. Could just buy it on the Nasdaq, or you gotta, you know, you gotta call someone that has access to it, and uh, and you can buy it. You can buy a foreign company. Just you know, you gotta make some calls, find a broker, and it, it's possible you can you can buy anything. Okay, all right, and then this is the last one here. Uh, this is from uh, Real JCM Johnny. Can you please ask Sam if I could connect with him offline? I'm from the falls. He probably knows my family. Been trying to connect via email uh, and your voicemail to no avail. Appreciate it if you help. Just I am me. Well, so, yes, yeah, Sam, could you could you connect, please, with this gentleman, real JC? He wants to connect with you offline. The All right. Falls. Connect with me offline, bro. Send me an email. Real He's from JC. the falls. He says, you know, his family from the falls. I was born there. It was there a year. Send it to me. Okay. Send me an email. Sam Triple live at Gmail. OK, send it. Guys, I got an, I'm very excited to announce that Cash Daddies is a last week hit top 200 financial podcast, investing podcast in Canada. So thank you guys. We're big <laughs> with the Canucks. Love the okay? Canadians. Right on. Love some Canadians moving, shaking. A lot of you guys uh, are subscribers. Some of your guys' cards didn't go through. Get back on subscribing. If you want to make money in this chaotic market, you need the idiots of our Howie Dewey to point you in the right direction. Okay. Yeah, we got a great crew over there, man. Everybody helps each other out, ask questions. It's it's good. People are Dew learning. Crew is fucking in fuego, guys. So we're gonna go to the Patreon portion of the show. Again, thank you so much for making us a top 200 podcast. In Canada, and I think one other country, Finland or something like that, right, Johnny? Something we were, we were yeah. Well, in the investing in the United States, we were uh, on September first, one hundred and ninety. So, yeah, top two hundred investing in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And hey, Howie, before we before we, bro, before on, we get over there, what's some. your what's your uh, what's your stock pick for the week, Howie? Stock pick one hundred percent. Here it comes. Buy it. Buy some Uber. 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 Nice. I like Uber. Uber. I've been watching it for weeks now. It's been trading right around this 28, 29 mark. But for the last month, it stayed pretty steady. It looks like it's going to pump back up to 33, 35. I love Uber. All right. Okay. That's it. My, so but you don't have a pick, Sam? Oh, my pick, dude, I'm still really bullish. Gold and silver. I've been talking to people. I mean, dude, we're seeing chaos in Europe. I know the dollar's really high, but something tells me something might be coming here. Chaotic with the banks. So gold and silver is a great way. And also, what's going on right now, and I think uh, I think Howie or it was on my other podcast, somebody talked about 
the re- reason gold and silver is so low is because everybody's selling their their gold and silver for they need cash. So you can get at a very low price right now because according to some people I'm talking to, that shit's gonna skyrocket very soon. So good. Grab it now because it's it's so far down. You can. Okay. All right. And I like Apple. Uh, check check. Watch the event. The event's tomorrow at 10 a.m. If you like if you like the phone, if the phone if the phone has some feature that makes you think, oh, that's pretty interesting. That means that a lot of other people are probably gonna like it and that. You should buy the stock. So check it out. Watch the event tomorrow. Goodbye. Uh, I like Apple here. Goodbye. 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 All right. We're heading over to Patreon now. Check it out.